This is Brett Barish, CEO of Sovereign Brands, and you're listening to Self Made. How you doing? Good. But you look good. I like the bamboo room. Oh, you know, thank you, thank you. No, I'm, I'm just at the uh, house. There, you, that's your home. House. I, I said that's your home now. You're welcome to live there. I appreciate. I just told him like we got to get the twin size, the king size up here. So I've been up here too often. Wait, wait, say again. I told him we. Got to give me a king size or a twin size up here. There I'm you go. Too, I'm a, too I'm easy. A too easy. I will make you a billionaire in this heartbeat. There you go. <laughs> you feel me? I do. How you feeling today? How long you been in New York now? I'm um, just a couple days. You uh uh. Well, we'll get to the album in a second. But you're releasing. The, are you going to be in New York when you release it? The deluxe. Yep. You excited? Man, super excited. Organized. You know, this is the mecca, so I'm just taking it all in, getting ready to embrace everything that New York bring this week. Do you feel the energy from New York? Definitely, definitely. It's a whole different vibe. I was telling um, my project manager, like, I just love the energy out here just getting up every day. As soon as the day starts, everybody getting to it is you can feel the hustle and bustle. You can feel the New York minute. So what's the, what's the, what's the difference between Houston and let's say, and let's say New York from energy, from, from music? I think, uh, there's some place like um, Houston, because me being like originally being from Detroit, it's like Houston, the whole change of pace just for like, I guess like it's fast, but it's more of a calm fast. It's a warm weather state, you know what I'm saying? The energy just is like more inviting and vibrant. And then um, the switch up to New York is just you feel the hustle. Like in New York, you just feel everything that's going on around you. It's like you can feel everybody getting towards their dream and stuff like that. So just being from the deep, and taking in like both of those plays, I could definitely say like they three different worlds, but they definitely all intersect. And, in and, a way and, for me. and how about Detroit? Detroit, that's what um really made me like New York because it just reminded me of that hustle, that feeling. It's just like quadruple the people, like well, probably more than quadruple, like way more people, but it's like the same thing, just hustle. Everybody getting to it, everybody trying to figure it out elevate and rise like so that's why i really like and why do, 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 do you get uh i get energy when i travel do you get energy do you do you feel like like your head clears and there's something else you want i want something else yeah now. definitely every place i go to i think uh bring me a different energy for real that's why i try to uh being an artist i try to pinpoint like the places i really like and frequent them so like just recording and working on new albums i keep a fresh vibrant perspective on so, so Jr. I get to do this, which is talk to uh, to artists, to to sports, business. Um, I get to ask them fun questions that for me that that drive me, and I I, I ask the same question every time to start, which is what it, what does self made mean to you? To me, self made mean just building something on your on your own, like or even something out of your vision, because. I think a lot of times people hear self-made and think like maybe alone, like, like, and think like you don't have to have a team, but I think self-made to me is just expanding on your vision. How do you you get other, how do you get other people to buy into your vision? You know what I mean? I I think honestly, it's all about your belief. I don't think um, people from the outside, people from the outside look at it like, they not go buy in unless you fully bought in. 
and that's just with anything for real. It's true. Like, it's true. It, it, unless unless you're leading it, you're right. Unless it, no one's gonna follow. Bingo, because most of the world, I think naturally they are followers, so they actually just looking for somewhere to go or something to follow or something to trail behind. I do think most of the world naturally are followers, so that make the leader stand out more. Where do you, do you remember when you learned that? Or is that something you just always knew? I think over the, like, the last few years, I just been seeing, like, just the sway of how people move when it comes to stuff like social media and stuff. And it just showed me, like, most of the world is just looking for something to get behind. So, so let's, let's take it there. Your fans, the people who follow you, why do you think they're getting behind you? I think a lot. A lot of my fans just got to, um, from well, from my day ones, they just got to see it in real time, just see the grind, see the come up, see, like you said, something be self-made and really, like, rise without, like, just a, without a lot of additional, like, mess, you know? I think they just buy into the whole movement, my focus, the motivational aspect of it. Like, I think that's definitely what kept my fans engaged and keep them engaged. And it's like, I don't necessarily look at it like um i guess a fan artist type relationship it's more like we like a family like yep. because my supporters they a big part of like changing my whole life and everything so i don't necessarily look at it like a, a fan type of relationship it's like we a big family like they're my people um w when did music become important to you i think um it became important. I always had a passion for it, but I think it became important around like four to five years ago. Like, okay, when it, when I realized like this is something I want to do, this is something I care about, this is something I really can do at a high level. At first, it was always just like a hobby or something I was interested in. But then, like the transition of me wanting to make it a career and something that I can help change my life and help change my family life. I say it's been about four or five years. It, uh, did it take other people telling you you've got talent? Or did, did you think you had talent? Honestly, at first, I was, like, in between. I, I didn't really know. I think it definitely took um, just some extra motivation. I had good people around me to, like, give me that push, like, you can do this, you know. I had I had friends who was, like, basically forcing me to do it, like, man, you can do this for real, for real. So uh, definitely, like, it took... I wasn't all the way in on it, but it took a lot. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, have you all do you, people describe you as a great storyteller? Do you think you are telling stories? I mean, yeah, because a lot of my music just come from like day to day experience or stuff I've seen and been through. Like, and I feel like as a creative, that is where I thrive. Like, just being able to get a story out and, like, really paint a picture and bring stuff to life for people, I think that is, like, just one of my biggest gifts as an artist. So I definitely think I'm a great storyteller. So, so, so the self-made side for me is all about the struggle. Give me one example of the struggle for you. One example of the struggle. Um, I got plenty of examples, but, okay, I remember um, when I initially, my first album, that I was working on, Get a Bag or Go Home, my first album. I had just got out of uh, prison. I have been in a lot of trouble, all type of stuff. My first album, I was literally basically living in like almost an abandoned house almost type, right? 
it was days like in between like um like studio sessions just wondering like all right i got am i gonna get something to eat or another couple hours in the studio like i done been through like that type of stuff to get here so um definitely that's an example of struggle like living in basically a abandoned house trying to start a music career how long ago was this this was like um about six years ago was it 23 yeah this is about i say like 2016 something like that do most i i guess two questions do you think about that still i think about it all the time like, i got a penthouse now so i'll be looking out the window like whoa i figured something <laughs> like what do you think like what do you I mean, I had different struggles, but I think about it from the perspective of, dang, I was young. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just being young and not aware and not ready or not, you know, can you, can you, can you, can you look at it that way or no? You, you definitely can, but I think even because sometimes people hit different struggles. I don't seen people really like get to maybe what they thought was their pinnacle. And yeah. have to struggle again. So I don't think you have. It's way. Well, it's times you can look at it like that. But what if something go wrong when you older yeah. age? So I think you can't always attest it to like youth or or being older. I think it's just situation based. You just got to be ready to attack it, however it comes. So what was the break? What was the first break? Uh, the first break. The first real break, actually, I want to say, was the first organized crime. The, the first organized crime album. What we in time for the deluxe for now, the first one a few years ago, I think was the break. And I was just able to open me up to like a huge fan base, like in my region, nationwide, everything. Like, so I say my- you, Did you just put it out? You just released it? Um, it was like, I knew in a way that that one was more special. So I had took more time with it. We, we didn't just throw it out there but we definitely took our time with that first one. And then it just, it just created like something so much bigger than that. So when it was time to do part two, a few months ago, I was all in. I had been through a few situations that was, it gave me some room to be able to paint that picture again from the first organized crime. So who's we, you keep saying we. My team. Like, so who, who, who was the team? Shout them out. Oh man, shout out uh Janae, Russ, my manager Cam, my AR Dre, uh PK over at Empire, um Gazi, uh my my pubs. I don't want to forget nobody because I love my team. Darian, um, and uh even my Bel Air girls, Tamika, Jessica, um that's say Janae, that's say Kim, um, Kayla. Uh, I just got so many good people just definitely um, helping with my career and just getting everything on the right track. So I hope I named everybody. If not, shots on uh, so, Brett. So, Jared, what do they all, if you asked them, guys, what do you see in me? Why are you supporting me? What are they going to say? They probably going to say because I'm the one. I'm special. Like, <laughs> I like I'm the one. But honestly, I think me and my team we all just see eye to eye as far as like just growth and us just being determined to be special in all our respective fields like with my publishers i think i got the best pr in the world with russ i think i got the best project manager at any record label in the world you know like with janae i think i she's the best brand management like i think all my people the best people 
And I think they think the same. So it's just good for all of us. Like when we work, you know, we have our hiccups just because we had this common goal. But I just think we just see all the eye to eye on just growth. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give examples of a couple of people I interviewed and see what you say to this. Mm. So when I interviewed Nipsey, Nipsey told me, and I always tell people this. He's like, Brett, you know, I, I had to learn to go pop my trunk. And I said, Nip, what does that mean? He's like, go to the corner pop my trunk and go sell my goods. I didn't care what people thought of me. I didn't care how dirty it looked. I just got to go fucking make it happen. Do, do, you, do you feel like that was, like you, you had to go through that moment too? You got to be able to do anything and everything? Definitely. I'm real, um, like, I'm very self-sufficient. Hmm. Like, even with the amazing team I got, they know the worst come to worst. Like, I'll figure it out or I'll get it done. It is so a, a different question I interviewed. I don't know if you know who Millie's is. Mm -hmm. So I interviewed Millie's last week and loved it. And I thought it was interesting him saying he was happiest when he realized the music that he liked most, he wanted to play most is what his fans liked. And he had to stop playing music that he thought the labels wanted. He thought everyone else wanted. Meaning mm -hmm. it, it, he just found his voice and what made him happy and it made his life so much easier. Can you relate to that? I definitely can relate to that. I think, honestly, it's just, that's just another thing that's situational based too, because it's like when you in bed with these labels and stuff like that, it's still, you know, this business. So it's still, we got to meet each other where yeah. we at halfway. But I definitely think for artists, the best artistry comes from when you most comfortable, when you putting out, what you want to put out. But at the end of the day, once you get into these situations with these record labels and stuff, like I always tell the people at my label, like, well, I'm not releasing the music just to myself and to you guys. So I think we have to stay conscious of that, but just I, ultimately the best music is probably always gonna come from like, just an artist being who he want to be, dropping what he want to drop, telling his story, good, bad, ugly. I think the best music definitely comes from us. What, what, what's your most successful song commercially that you didn't think would be successful? Um, let me see. It probably had to be a song about something crazy, like something like um, a lot of times when it be songs like without hooks and stuff like Million Dollar Thoughts and stuff like that. Like stuff oh, I, that love just, it. I love that song. Thank you. Thank That's you. my thing. Stuff I love like that, that to just be so real and raw when it's really like no chorus or nothing like like that always surprised me that like such a big scale of people could gravitate to something like that. Like, what does that so teach you? Like that. What does that teach you? It kind of piggyback off what we were just talking about. Just let it out because that was one of those songs I just yeah. let out what I feel. Yep. Like just me at the like the pinnacle of my artistry like this how i feel like and this was going on you know? where where do you get inspiration outside of your team like who do you who do, you don't even have to know them personally but where do you where do you look for boy i like the way he moves i like the way she moves honestly i i kind of i don't look at it like that no more i think i've been through that phase i'm more so now like i look at it like i have to get to the top of like everything it's not even i don't even get motivated necessarily by people anymore because i think i done seen enough and been around enough <laughs> like that. just to dissect stuff a little different i literally get motivated by the goal 
the goal is what motivates me. I want to be great. I want to create a multi-billion dollar empire. Like I don't need any outside motivation because that's not done yet. So every day I get up, the motivation just comes from me wanting to get to the pinnacle. I love it. Like, it's like it's like I see people in these positions that I want to get to and in these places, and all that tell me is it's very much possible it's real. to do. It's yeah, real. I can touch it. I can feel it. It's more so I'm thinking like, okay, I don't look at it like how did they get there or what it's like, okay, how do I get next to them? How do I get in that room? Like what steps do I need to take? Are they, when you set goals, are they big goals or they're maybe steps to get to the bigger goal? Big goals, little goals. Cause I also, I don't get too up and down on nothing. So like stuff I do accomplish it's like, I'm very thankful. I appreciate every opportunity that come my way, but I always, in the back of my mind, feel like everything's supposed to be happening because um, I just honestly feel like if you have, like you get a pathway, it's up to you to follow it all the way out, but I think I'm following my path. So I know everything I want to happen is gonna happen. So what's the, is there a goal for organized crime too? The goal for organized crime two is really to get them ready for organized crime three. We ain't stopping. <laughs> just to, but really just to um I wasn't going into organized crime two um trying to make something that was better than the first one or something that was even, I guess, equal to it. It was more so the feeling, the the energy, like me telling my story over these last few years, like this is the good, the bad, the ugly. Like organized crime too is just really like a segue into like this next phase of my career. Then in a couple of years we go come with three. You know, it's just like right now I'm in the phase where the goal is to re like reach the pinnacle. That's it. I was gonna ask you. I, I have this feeling I, I know the answer. I was gonna ask if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? Um, but I almost get the feeling coming from you, you'd be good at anything. Do you think yeah. that? Definitely. You Once I tapped into just being like, being from like somewhere like Detroit, I think people tend to think that the goals are the stuff like, that's real tangible. It don't really mean much because when you come from somewhere and you don't have much, it's like something that's so minute. You might, I used to always think like I wanted money and cars and clothes, et cetera, et cetera. And then I got that and it's like, okay, like, what no. do I really want? What yeah, do yeah, I yeah. really like? I don't think a lot of people get to actually find out what they're into. A lot of times they stop at like maybe what they regional bubble or area bubble has made the top. But I don't think people truly tap into what they like or what they care about is enough. So what makes you happy? Honestly, um, just life make me happy. Like everything about life, understanding like that things could be worse at every level of life. Like just being able to get up and do the things I do make me happy. Like sitting here with you made me happy because I'm from like, I'm from the east side of Detroit. So it's like to climb through these ranks musically and to be able to meet people like you and come to the office and the headquarters and do content and have these relationships being where I'm from. Like, um. After the album comes out, to me, that's not the be that's not the end. That's the beginning. No. Yeah, everything just a reset. That's how I look at everything. Like that's why I don't get 
too up and down or nothing like okay that's this part that's this that's this chapter in the book so that nothing nothing more nothing less that's this chapter in the book so what brings you what brings you down i think just seeing a lot of people just really be blind like that that kind of made me sad because i think being an artist sometimes people might think I'm not aware of like a lot of stuff, but sometimes it makes me sad to see like that everybody kind of is followers and stuff like that. Like the same thing that I can look at, analyze, and like maybe see a way that I can capitalize off of at the same time it do make me sad. Like, come on, y'all, we got to get it together as a whole. Um, if you weren't in Houston, where would you be? Uh, probably probably honestly Detroit because that was the only place I was planning on on moving to or getting another place at for real for real you still like, have I'm, everything. like I'm a Detroit kid all right I love Detroit like so I had to go somewhere warm I wasn't moving to like New York and freezing I wasn't going to Chicago and freezing nowhere crazy um so what what what's next after the album what happens oh man I'm probably gonna come up here uh another party at Bel Air. You know? All right, that's good. I like that. I so like that. Get, get drunk at the HQ. Um, just really just a lot of press. We go um, be in New York a lot. And we just getting ready for the next album. Like I said, none of this is the finish line, the end goal, nothing. Just another chapter in the book. So we're going to be ready to rock out again. That's the goal. Run it up. Please so my people with quality music and do it again. So when you celebrate, you're going to celebrate with your drink, the Sneaky Freaky? You know I'm pulling the Sneaky Freaky out. Look, as <laughs> soon as I hit the corner, I'm like, Mika, you got them drinks ready? You know I'm pulling the Sneaky there Freaky out. There you go. There you go. So, but even, I'm just curious because, you know, you coming into that space in New York, like, like there's certain things that give me energy. Does it give you energy? Definitely. That's why I was telling them I love being up here. Just... Like, okay, with something like this to see how it's one brand and then it's all these other brands under it just to keep the machine going, just just seeing other people's visions come to life. Like, like just knowing that this started off as somebody with an idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now it's like ambassadors for it and like people behind it and like that type of stuff, that's thrilling to me. But I think I, I think I'm gonna use your words. That goes back to what you said. It's that idea that uh, if you love it, if you just love it, it'll work. It'll work. You, you just you just you know it's it's not about the money. It's not about the jewelry. It's not about the clothes. Do what you, you know. Love, love what you do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Jr. I love it. I I wish you all the success. Thank We're gonna be in your camp. Thanks. We're gonna support you. Anything you possibly need. Organized Crime 2 is going to crush it. So that means we're going to look forward to Organized Crime 3, right? And definitely, 4 and 5. Um, we got to get you down to Atlanta next. So when you, do, when you go on a tour, if you do any press stops, you do anything, any, any uh, uh, venues, you got to come visit us there next, all right? Okay, I got you. Love, love you. Everybody, check it out. All-Star JR, Organized Crime 2. Thank you, JR. Love Thank you. Thank you. Brett, love you too. Keep Shout going, out to my Bel Air family, my South American family, all my billionaires.
Y'all go get y'all sneaky freaky, man. There we, you go. We, we, hey, look, events in New York this week. We posting the info, man. Let's Decent go hard. Let's, Let's go harder. Let's go. Let's get it. Cheers.